for being quiet. We're the problem. Well, I I wasn't <laughs> planning on that conversation we were just having being a part of the podcast, so I wasn't like speaking out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hello there. It's him. Roger, Roger. We're doomed. What have we done? This is madness. Sorry, guys. The world doesn't need to know our business of what your travel days are. Oh my god, we're doing. Sorry, guys. We were talking about scheduling stuff. Uh, Welcome back. You're like, why is this not working? Why is it? I was like, because we're not talking at our podcast volume. No, we were were just talking. (laughs) We were just talking. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Name that song. Are you? That's a song. It's Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll stop talking. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Danielle business. Yeah, just. If oh you... wait, no, it's not. Harry Styles sampled that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's why I didn't know. That's obviously um, the problem. Was that now you? It's Danielle business. It's a '90s song. It's like a Salt and Pepper, like TLC or whoever's name right now. I still don't recognize it. I'm sorry. And uh, now you. Okay, you keep repeating the song as if I'm going to suddenly yeah. remember. I'm going to play it. Oh, please. Um, no, we can't because copyright shit. I'm going to play it for you. We okay. don't have to put it on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, I know, but now I have to edit it out. <laughs> Do you want to pause? <laughs> this is going to bother me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Salt and Pepper. I was right. I was right. Good story. So <laughs> it was Salt and Pepper. Yes. I was right. Yes. 1993. Yeah, um, and I didn't recognize the song because it sounds very different coming out of Cassie's mouth. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It sounded exactly like that. What? <laughs> Want to take a Home me to that. Oh, Jesus. That's our new official theme song. Oh, goody. <laughs> you know what? Mm. It might be Pat. You know what? That is Padme and Anakin's theme song. It's none of your business. That is 100%. That... <gasps> I have a hot take. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. I'm jumping way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. I think you already said that. I did. But I'm just now tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi. What's up? I swear I had coffee today. And I ate. But I'm, one, tired and two, hungry. So, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I'm Maggie. No, I'm Cassie. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I... Did I tell you what my fucking coworker said to me this week? Oh, God, no. We were talking about resting bitch face. You and put it on Facebook. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're talking about resting bitch face. And, like, I was talking about, I was like, yeah, everyone just thinks that I'm, like, angry all the time. When I'm not angry all the time, that's just my face. And this little shit had the audacity to yeah. say, didn't even miss a beat. He just turns to me and he just goes, you don't always look angry. Sometimes you look tired. Okay. Attacked. Attacked. Sometimes <laughs> men don't think before speaking. Last night, I was uh, talking to one of my neighbors because his daughter does nails. And yeah. I was like, I desperately need her to help me with my nails because yeah. they're atrocious. And he goes, she does hair too. And I was like, is there something <laughs> wrong with my hair? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is there something wrong Rude. with my hair? Rude. The audacity of men. God, <laughs> fucking men. I swear. Even when to you're God. trying to be helpful, you're not. <laughs> you're re- you're not. You're really not. <laughs> I. Oh 
like that. Dear I Lord, love it. help I love it. the race of men. Help them. Help them oh. see the error of their ways. Anyway, um, yeah, do we want to jump right into hot takes? I think we can I'm jump right into hot takes really because that's all that I, I had to say about this week is that I still am not over the fact that that fucking child, that child had the audacity to tell me that I don't always look angry. Sometimes I look tired. Yes, it's true. It's very true. And I accept this and I know this, but it doesn't need to be stated, sir. Youths. I swear. You're like, some of us aren't 22 anymore. <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad you're 22. That's great. I'm glad your back doesn't hurt all the time. I hope you're fucking happy. Right? You have all this energy. Also, shit. <laughs> from the men I talk to, good for you. You just splash cold water in your face and call oh, it call yeah. it your routine. Wash your Ooh, face with dial soap go. and you look fantastic. Like, fuck off. <laughs> okay, I'm going to okay. go first because yeah. I'm really excited because yes, I am yes, prepared yes, yes. and I have a hot take. You're prepared. You thought of it while we were recording. Um, <laughs> That is a technicality. <laughs> I am still prepared when it came to the me getting to the segment and I didn't have to sit here and stew and think. Yes. Anyway, okay, go. So my hot take is mm-hmm. that Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. and Padme Damadala. You forgot her last name, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was like, uh, that's not right. Um. Anyway, their theme song is "It's None of Your Business" by Salt and Pepper. Thank you. Have a good day. I'll be here all week. She will not be taking questions on this. I will not be taking questions. Don't ask. I am not wrong. It is their theme song. It is 100% their All theme right. song. All right. I know it is. I know it is. Okay, so my hot take for this week comes out of the fact that I have just spent the entire week, like, reading the Phasma book and then looking up things about Phasma. There you go. Which, super fun. I highly recommend. Um, But... The thing that pops up all the time is everyone talking about how she's a wasted character. A wasted character. Whoa, who said that? Oh, ton of like just the wasted potential of that character. Oh, I was like, I not a, not a wasted. Yeah, but they're like, oh, the potential got it, got it, got is it. wasted, and I don't fully agree with that statement. I I think that her potential within, if you just look at the movies, yeah, the potential is fully wasted. But also, Phasma has more screen time than Boba Fett. In the original movies. Yo. Like, Phasma has more screen time than Boba Fett. And I think it, and the, the thing that makes Boba Fett so great is, first off, he's super marketable. Mm-hmm. It, like, just visually marketable. He looks great. She also looks great. And then you, and then Boba Fett became this beloved character because of the stuff that we learned about him from a, the expanded universe. And the same thing with Phasma. I think the more you dive into Phasma, I think I definitely think that she's not a wasted character, that the movies are just kind of like they kind of open the door for you to discover this character. And I think that's great with Star Wars villains. We saw that with Maul. We saw that with like who else? Other characters. (laughs) Other characters. We saw that with other people. Don't ask questions. With Maul, Boba Fett, like all of these. Right? He has less screen time than Phasma. I'd say that I'm not sure of, but, but also we still learn a lot more about Dooku from, from stuff like the TV shows and the comic books and the novels. And so I don't necessarily, I I don't agree that Phasma is a wasted character. I think Phasma's demise 
is a waste of a character because mm-hmm. I think she had more potentials within the movies. I think got she was it. killed off too early. Got it, got it, got um, it. But yeah, I, I fully disagree that she is a wasted character. This character is fucking fascinating. I love that half of the shit you throw out here to me on the podcast. I'm like, where the fuck did you hear that? I have never heard anyone say that to me. So the people <laughs> that you come across and who you meet in yeah. the Star Wars fandom, mm-hmm. I'm just like, are you good? I'm not meeting <laughs> those same people, or at least they don't have the gall or know to say those things yeah. to me. Um, to be fair, you also wear a lot more Star Wars earrings than I do. So I maybe, do. unless my tattoo is showing, yeah. it's not so... Like, what's the word I'm looking Obvious. for? Obvious, I yeah. guess, that I'm a Star Wars fan unless I'm yeah. wearing my earrings or, or a shirt or something. So maybe that's why, but I'm just but like... But I, I also do... Who the fuck says that? <laughs> I also do, in a sense, uh, encourage some of these um, discussions because mm-hmm. I'm curious about what other people think about ab- about Star Wars and how other people perceive it. And that's how I do end up in those situations. So I, I, I know that I am partially to blame for inviting this mm-hmm into my life it just also makes me ask like and I but I also searched this shit out too yeah I I sent you a uh creeper video <laughs> of this guy that I was working with because he oh, was wearing yeah. a jacket that I really wanted and so I was like sneakily trying to take a video and send it to Maggie so she could see what jacket I was talking about it was this awesome like old school looking um like 1950s style looking letterman yeah. sweater and it just had the big rubble lion symbol yeah. on the back. It was simply done, but so brilliant. Yeah. And I loved it. And I was like, I want this. And I even went up to him later. I was like, I have to tell you, I love your jacket. Yeah. And he told me like, oh, my sister got it from like an Etsy shop, blah, blah, blah. And a discussion. And no way later on in the day that he tried to be like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like, and try to talk to me about this stuff. Like, no. No one ever tries to go for it up. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, I, I would talk about yeah. it. Like, do I not look like someone who w- can, like, go in depth and talk about it? And, like, that's sexist, okay? Because, like, I can't. I don't know. I mean, then what does that say about me? I don't know. Well, because, like I said, you're yeah. usually wearing your Star Wars earrings. I do. And, like, wear I wasn't a lot of wearing, I was at work and my yeah. hair was down. So, like, he couldn't see my tattoo. I was mm. wearing, like, a plain shirt and a sweater. So, yeah. Like, other than our discussion of me literally pointing out his jacket and telling him how much I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I am endlessly fascinated by our different experiences with Star Wars fans. Yeah. Because uh, men seem to just have the audacity with me. Also, to yeah. be fair, you literally wear... Star Wars glasses. Like, your eyewear is Star well, Wars Well, yeah, themed. but if you didn't know that, like, how would how would you know? That's true. How I'm would, looking how at them now, and I'm like, no, you're right. Maybe I wouldn't know. Yeah. They do just look like a simple... They're just a gold frame. Gold frame, yeah. which I love. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Men, I, apparently, I just attract audacity. Audacity of men. <laughs> yes, but I mean, I also do actively search out some of these things because I'm endlessly fascinated by how people can completely just miss the point sometimes. Yeah. No, that makes I, sense. I, I, I do that with other things too. You know this. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I live for sense. drama. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, man. that's my hot take. Phasma, I don't think Phasma is a waste of a character. Yeah, I, I think you just either. need to dive into the other, other, for, other forms than the, just the movies to yeah. really understand her because holy shit, that book like blew my mind it, she was she is not who I expected her to be yeah also yeah. for a let's be real a 
badass of a woman character. Yeah. She makes such an impact on that movie with very little screen time. Yeah. So I'm sorry, waste of a character, what? Yeah. Like, I for think the th- amount of screen time she has and the impact she has, no, man, she blew it out of the water. Yeah, I think the only waste is that with Force Awakens that Phasma is, first off, uh, thrown down a trash shoot, which is like I don't like the I don't like the implications there. Uh, we're yeah. just gonna take this badass female villain, like mm, throw her in the trash. I uh, saw it as homage to yeah. the original. Well, yeah, I know. So no. I thought it was funny. No, it, it's definitely an homage to the original. But I'm like, mm. but there's also that underlying of like really that's what we're gonna do. Okay, yeah. um, that's what they did. But I I do think, and this is a a rare criticism of the Last Jedi from me. Um, is that I do think Phasma was killed off too early. I could see that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think she had a lot more potential, and especially after we get into like her backstory, I think that could have continued and and been a very very interesting story to see. And I mm-hmm. think we were kind of robbed of of the potential of that story. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen more of her for sure. Yeah. But anyway, hat take over. Bam. There we go. Out. Done. Done. Well, speaking of, yeah. I mean, it is on brand because we are diving into that badass villain of a woman today. Yeah. So excited. What? Oh, I thought you were going to, I thought, I thought you were saying like speaking of and then you were going to get. No, that's our, oh, that's okay. our topic today. I misheard you. <laughs> and it's like, what else? <laughs> Tell me more. No, I'm, that's it. I'm oh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Okay. You know what? Let's just do an ad here. <laughs> I really thought you were going to keep talking. This no, is like what? I was, I was like, done. I was like, man, mis- your turn. I misinterpreted your tone. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into Phasma in not a creepy, weird way. Because that sounded weird when I said it. Oh, it sounded fine to me. Yeah, it felt weird in my head. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this episode on Phasma, we are just going to cover her backstory because there is so much more that happens within the comics, within... Um, the Resistance TV series, and quite frankly, not to lie to you guys, uh, I haven't finished all of that, and I don't want to spoil it for myself. That's uh, fair. That's 100% <laughs> So you fair. guys are going to have to deal with the fact that I'm not up to date on some of the, the media. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Okay. So a majority of what we know about Phasma, we don't actually learn from Phasma. We know it through secondhand, like, secondhand accounts of her. So Phasma never really directly gives us any of this information about herself. Okay. So she's basically, she's presented by the First Order to be this perfect soldier, this perfect leader. But her actions that we see, especially within the Phasma novel, so it was written by Delilah S. Dawson, um, who, you know, knocked it out of the park. This was so unexpected for me. Basically, the way that we're presented with this story in the book is that we have a resistance spy, Vi, who is uh, essentially captured by the First Order. She's asked by Leia to go, like, check out this planet real quick before you come back, or this system real quick, and uh, gets picked up by the First Order. And she ends up in this interrogation room that isn't really an interrogation room, which is kind of weird. Okay. She's like, where the fuck am I? With one stormtrooper in all red armor. And the stormtrooper is a captain named Cardinal. Okay. And Cardinal is interrogating Vi about Phasma. And Vi starts to realize that um, Cardinal is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Cardinal is trying to take down Phasma. He doesn't trust her. Oh. He wants to take her down. So he is doing this unauthorized interrogation. So Cardinal is betraying the First Order by doing this. So 
in some weird way, they're kind of on the same side. Yes. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And we got a red stormtrooper who's going against something. What? Yeah. Um, and so basically the reason Cardinal has has realized that Vi has information that he needs is that he looked on her ship's log and she had erased a bunch of her last known locations, but she hadn't erased the last few. And she's like, she thinks that it'll be fine. But one of the planets that she didn't erase was a planet named Parnassus. Okay. And... Parnassus is actually where Phasma is from, and Cardinal knows this because it's one of the few bits of information that Phasma has ever given him about herself. Okay. And so the only thing he knows about Phasma is that she is from Parnassus. Parnassus is a planet in the Unknown Regions, um, and it's listed as uninhabited. Okay. And this planet was once this, like, lush green planet, but there was a nuclear meltdown caused by the Constar Mining Corporation— and that kind of basically made the planet like a planet-sized version of Chernobyl. Oh. Yeah. And so when he sees Parnassus on her flight records, he's like, mm, she knows some shit. He's like, hold up. He's like, hold up, bitch. Let's go in the basement. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. So Constar essentially tried to cover up the whole accident by listing the planet. It's like, oh, nobody lives there. It's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, and so they abandoned all of the people on this planet. So. By the time Phasma is born, this is generations later, the people are basically living a primitive existence, which is not what I expected from for Phasma at all. Yeah. That they are, like, scavenging, living in a cave, essentially, mm. in this radioactive type of world where they can't, like, they have to wear masks when they go outside. So she is very used to having to cover her face. Wow, okay. Um, but as a result of this upbringing... Phasma is fucking ruthless. Like, even as a child, ruthless. Mm-hmm. So, if nothing else, the whole thing that that kind of that stays true for Phasma from her childhood to, to, like, her time in the First Order is she is a survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I her, can see that. Yeah, and she is a survivor because she looks out for one person, Phasma. Okay. That's it. So her first betrayal that she does, um, it comes when she conspires with a rival clan to have her family killed. What? Why? Yeah. So. What's the tea? Yeah. She had her family killed. <laughs> what happened? What's the tea? Oh, my God. Um, okay. So Phasma's family, they are a small, weak clan, and they live in this cave, but the cave has pretty good resources. And so the Skyer clan, they're actually, they're stronger, they're, they're more, their numbers are better than Phasma's clan. And she sees them as a better chance of, of survival. And she tries to kind of bring this up to her father. And they're like, nope, we'll never work with them. No, absolutely not. So she's like, okay, no, if we don't do this, we're all going to die. That's yeah. stupid. So in order to, in order to get her way, she... She and her brother in the clan are the best fighters. So they take turns keeping watch. So one of them sleeps while the other is awake. Okay. Sort of thing. When her brother goes to, like, switch out the watches, she kind of sneaks up on him. And she, um, in order to spare her brother Keldo from being killed by the Skyer attack that she's helped orchestrate, she wounds him. She stabs him in the leg, disabling him. And on Parnassus, like, even like small cuts, if they aren't treated immediately or amputated, 
you will die. Wow. So she stabs him in the foot and then just like pushes him down into their cave so that the Skyer can kill the rest of their family and claim their territory. And she essentially gave him a death sentence because she oh, didn't no, treat no, his no. Wound. The Skyer has uh Skyer clan has a little bit better resources. Oh god. So that is her way to save him. That's her solution to save her brother is to maim him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then to like just to add insult to injury, as soon as Keldo wakes up, she and Keldo then immediately have to pledge them- themselves to the Skyer by painting themselves with Oracle Salve. And Oracle Salve is essentially <laughs> their parents' remains. <gasps> because what the Skyer does, the reason the Skyer is stronger is they have this machine, this like Detraxis machine that takes the nutrients out of dead bodies. Oh my god. And use that and they use that as a way and like their ritual with it is that their dead never leave them. No, that's they barbaric. Can... Well, they're on a radioactive planet. Wow, this yeah. is why she is the way she is. Yeah. That is the ultimate villain villain um and oh my god, what is the word? I'm origin for? story. Thank you. Yeah. That is the ultimate villain origin story. Yeah. And all the whole time she believes she is doing the right thing. I love that she, in her mind, is the hero of her own story. And you really, really see this in, in the Phasma book. Yeah, is that she's doing the right thing in her mind. And she can justify everything that she's doing. And she has very, very clear reasoning for why she's doing these things. That just, she doesn't seem to have empathy. This might be the darkest entity of the Star Wars Universe. Yeah, I, I think she's a fascinating villain, and this is why, like, I, I do think she was wow. killed off too early. So by 16, this all happens before she's even 16 years old. So by 16, Phasma has risen through the ranks of the Skyer to essentially co-lead with her brother, Keldo. Okay. She kind of handles the warriors. He handles the politics. Does he still like, have a foot? Uh, he's, he's a little gimpy. Oh, okay. So he's... <laughs> So, um, not really. He's more the brains of the operation. Mm -hmm. So her next big betrayal (laughs) that she does comes after she meets Brendel Hux, who Brendel Hux is Armitix Hux's father, which is Donald Gleason. Bill Weasley. Got it. Thank you. Got it, got it. (laughs) I made the Harry Potter reference before you. You did. Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. you. Look at you. Um... And Brendel has been on a mission to recruit the best warriors in the galaxy for the First Order, but his ship got shot down by the planet's automatic defense systems. Okay. So he's kind of stuck there, gets picked up by another clan. Meant to be. If he's <clears throat> he if he's recruiting yeah. fighters of the First yeah, Order, like, he's meant I mean, to he, find he, Phasma. Yeah, he found a good one. <laughs> good Lord. And in order to seize her opportunity... To get like she she immediately recognizes when Brendel Hux starts talking that like this is an opportunity to live. Yeah. And, and to get I the ne- fuck off this planet. Yeah, I need to take this opportunity. In order to do that, she immediately like she she violates a peace treaty that's that's in place with another clan, steals her clan's resources, and then leaves with four of the Skyer's best warriors. So she leaves with Torben, Siv, Gosta, and Carr. Okay. So she's basically, and and most of what we learn of her time on Parnassus, we're getting through Siv's account. Okay. Of of what happened, and Siv knows that when they leave, 
that they are basically condemning the rest of the Skyer clan. Oof. Yeah, that, but... Yeah, they took all their resources. Siv has reasons as to why she needs to leave. Okay. Is, okay, so, Chernobyl-type planet. Uh-huh. Baby's very hard to come by. Uh-huh. Siv pregnant. Oh. Siv got to get out. Ooh. Yeah. So, Siv has a good a good reasoning. Who's for, her baby daddy? Uh, Siv's baby daddy, I believe, is... Like, does he get out with her? Nope. Oh, my God. Is it her brother? So, so it's Phasma's not a, I'm niece not a, or nephew? So, I'm not 100% sure on who her baby daddy is, but it's either Torben or Keldo. And I think it's Keldo. So, it's potentially Phasma's niece or nephew. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, seems, it, it seems like relationships are a little, like, all over the place God, with this, this guy. drama. I know. <laughs> The drama. Wow. (laughs) It is so funny to me, though, that in Star Wars, a lot of people's origin stories, and they want to get the fuck off this planet. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away where space travel is very common. It just makes me laugh So they have the ability to get the fuck off the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it just makes me laugh that, like, why is it so hard for you guys to do this? People seem to travel all over the space all the time. Like, it's like they're commuting for work. Income inequality? No, maybe. Resources? Maybe. It has to be resources, because it's typically Tatooine or this planet that people are trying to, like, leave. Or Jakku. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everyone's trying to get back to Jakku. Oh, God. (laughs) Um... So they basically, they, they start traveling across Parnassus in this, like, Mad Max-style type thing. And, like, okay. the, the author of the Phasma book did say that a lot of the book was in, inspired by the Mad Max. I've never uh, seen like, those. Mainly, but mainly by, uh, she, she said it was mainly inspired by Fury Road. Oh, I've never which, seen them. Oh, you should watch it. Fury Road's great. Oh, okay. Um, but skipping over a bunch of shit, um, Keldo... Eventually does track down Phasma, and he tracks her down to basically reunite, because he, he's there with the other clan that she violated the peace treaty with. Okay. And they're like, you know what, fuck her. I'm going to get her. This is some bullshit. Okay. So they track her down, and they meet up with them right outside of Brendel Hux's ship. And they needed to get to the ship to contact the First Order to send another ship and be like, hey, pick us up. This place sucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate get, it here. I want to leave. Get me the fuck yeah. out of here. I I'm think- straight up not having a good time. <laughs> now, by the end of this battle, the only people that have really made it through this battle are Phasma, Hux, Keldo, Siv, and Frey. And Frey is the Skyer child who is, like, a, one of the rare children born on Parnassus at this time. And she is one of the reasons that there needed to be a peace treaty in place with that other clan, because that other clan wanted to steal her. Oh. Yeah. And so, Why are we stealing children, Star Wars? Because children are small and can fit into small places and scavenge. Oh, God. That's yeah, fair. that's how bad, re- that's how scarce resources are on Parnassus. Good lord. George Lucas loves stealing children (laughs) in his universe. He's like, we're doing it everywhere. The Jedi's doing it. The First Order's doing it. This planet's doing it. The Sith are doing it. The Inquisitors are doing it. The Empire's doing it. Everyone's doing it. There are other people doing it, too. Like, the Trandoshans are doing it. 
Everybody's stealing children. Stop stealing children. Quit stealing babies. Quit doing it. <laughs> Gotta love a good Star Wars trope. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> oh, one man. thing that works, and let's just stick with it. That's why our humor is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> so Keldo realizes at this moment that this was a bad move on his part. Okay. Yeah. He's like, mm, yeah, I done fucked up. It's like my bad guy. So he then, he then starts to plead with Phasma and saying that, like, okay, at this point we can't stay on Parnassus because the the part the the place on the planet where Hux's ship went down is this very radioactive area. Mm. So during this entire battle, everyone is dealing with the effects of radiation. Ah. And so Keldo realizes, like shit, I need to go too. Like, this is, this is bad. This is not good, guys. Yeah. Like, staying here is suicide. And so he pleads with her to take him, and her response to that is that she shoots him and kills him. Oh. My. God. She's ruthless. She really is ruthless throughout (gasps) this whole thing. She takes, she then takes prey, and eventually, I believe at the I'm trying to remember exactly because I just finished the book last night. Um, Siv does initially go with them, but then Brendel Hux tells her that Siv is Siv is too weak. You, oh. She would not be. She she's. I, he doesn't want her in the first order, so they bring her back to Parnassus and they tell her that there's a medical facility about a mile away. If you can get to there, you'll be safe. And so Siv makes her way to this medical facility. They just dump this pregnant woman on a radioactive planet and say, yep. you have to get to the hospital. Good luck. Bye. Yep. They dump wow. her on this planet. Um, Siv does make her way to this hospital. And uh, there's droids there that can treat her radiation sickness. Uh, but as soon as Siv has been dropped off, they immediately turn the First Order cannons on Parnassus. And start shooting at the territories there, basically wiping out the rest of the civilization, which is partially one of the reasons why Phasma doesn't really consider Siv to be a threat in this book at the end, because she probably believes that Siv is dead. Yeah. So she thinks that that problem is taken care of. Are you about to say, spoiler alert, her niece or nephew is Finn? (laughs) No. How ridiculous would that be? No. Out of some uh, soap opera shit. <laughs> oh my God. So this whole ordeal on Parnassus, basically it shows Brendel Hux that Phasma probably wouldn't make the best soldier per se, okay. but she is a leader. Oh, 100%. She makes decisions. She She's sticks to villain. her guns. And, but she doesn't second guess herself. Yeah. Is that she, she'll formulate a plan. She'll go with that plan. And she'll accept that there may be consequences of that plan. But she is that she is ruthless. That she is exactly what the First Order wants. Yeah, man. She might be, of all the villains that we've met in Star Wars, other than Palpatine, she might be one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So when she's brought into the First Order, she's introduced to Brendel Hux's protege, which is Captain Cardinal. Okay. And Cardinal, before prior to Phasma showing up, was just in charge of training the new stormtroopers. Okay. And he was also Phasma, or not Phasma, Brendel's personal guard. And so when they bring Phasma in, they're basically like, mm, we're going to split your duties. Okay. So now Cardinal is going to take care of training the little kiddos. And then once they reach the, their teen and adult years, they're going to be transferred over to Phasma to 
finished the training. So he feels like he got demoted. So yeah. he has a vendetta yeah, against they, her. Yeah, they instantly create a rivalry oh, between absolutely. these two. Also, Phasma is made Brendel's personal guard. Oh, he so hates they, her. He absolutely hates her. Okay. He cannot stand her. Okay. Yep, I, I see it now. Yeah, so about a year into her service with the First Order, Phasma travels back to Parnassus to where Hux's ship is still on the planet. And while she's there... She gets the chrome plates from the ship. And uh, fun fact, we've seen ships with the chrome plating before. The Nabubian light cruisers, like Padme's ship. Ah! Yeah. Brendel Hux's ship was actually one of Palpatine's yachts. Oh my god! Yeah, so that is what her armor is made out of. This chromium that her armor is made out of is made out of um, plating from one of Emperor Palpatine's Former ships. So from a Naboo ship. Yeah. So That's bananas. It's from Naboo. And like they, the armor is like fairly strong that, you know, Finn can still crack it when he hits her in the face. Yeah. But it's really good at deflecting blaster bolts. Okay. Yeah. But when she's also there, she also picks up a Parnassus beetle. And one of those beetles actually uh, killed one of the, the, the Skyr warriors that went with her because it bit her. So she picks up one of those beetles too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has that little weapon in her arsenal now as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So years pass and Phasma becomes a captain and she, she's all over First Order propaganda. But with her being all over the First Order pop- propaganda, everyone wants to know who she is, where she came from, who is this person. And no one in the First Order, probably other than Hux. And Frey have ever seen Phasma without her helmet on. Phasma does not remove her helmet. She does not eat with her troops. Wow, okay. She has her own separate quarters. So nobody even knows who she looks like, who she is. She's this huge mystery. Just out of curiosity, yeah. does she have a skin condition because no. of living on this planet? Mm-mm. I'm just curious. Yeah, the the um the Oracle salve that they use is one of the, the reasons that the, the folks of the Skyr can stay healthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why they, they take the nutrients from the body ah. and use that to keep themselves healthy. Oh, she is a barbarian. She's literally the definition of barbar- barbaric. <laughs> oh, my God, that's disgusting. I- I mean, I feel like it becomes a much more palatable idea when you're in the situation. But even when they're on that like trip through Parnassus, still fucked up. Justify it all you want. Oh, yeah. it's still fucked but when up. they're when they're on that trip through Parnassus, they keep offering it to Brendel Hux, and he keeps looking at them like like he's disgusted yeah, by the idea of it. It is disgusting. But he get he keeps on the journey. He keeps getting weaker and weaker and getting sick. I said, like, you can see like that it is taking a toll on him to be on this planet and not use this resource that they have. Yeah. Um, So Phasma is approached by Armitage Hux, which is such a fucking unnecessarily hard name to say. Okay. Uh, Armitage Hux. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't flow well off my tongue. I like the name for the character. I don't like me saying it. Who's that? Bill Weasley. Oh, his son. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so Armitage Hux is basically, he fucking hates his father. His father has been abusive to him his whole life, has treated him like shit, like has just never, always been disappointed with you this know, kid. the way they style him in the movie, yeah. he looks like that emo kid who yeah. hates daddy. Yeah. He's he like, daddy. oh, my so, dad doesn't know me. So he <laughs> approaches Phasma to get rid of his father. 
No. In true, you know, Disney villain fashion. In true Disney fashion. Yeah. Like, uh, kill the parents. Kill the parents off. <laughs> but instead of making you a Disney princess, we're going to keep you as a We're villain. gonna make you a Nazi. We're going to make you a Nazi. Well, technically, oh, no. he betrays the First Order and he... Yeah, he was a Nazi first. He only portrayed the First Order because he fucking hated Carlo Ren. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I love that for him. Yeah. Um, well, that's because he was, um, he saw another emo kid who hates daddy coming yeah. in to take his shoes. Yeah. So he's like, like, no, that's... I'm the only emo kid in this franchise. <laughs> that's my shtick. There can only be one. How <laughs> dare you? No. So, <laughs> Phasma's way of getting rid of her former, like, benefactor is that she uses the beetle that she oh, has. God. and. So this is the same thing, and that I'm. It, it seems fairly certain that Brendel Hux would have known exactly what was happening to him, but not be able to articulate it because he had seen it happen before with Carr on Parnassus. <sighs> so what happens when you get hit, like bit by one of these Parnassus beetles? You're gonna hate this. I'm so sorry. Um, Should I plug my ears? <laughs> I, mean, I think you'll be fine. Okay, go. So. Uh, so you start feeling ill. Okay. Then the swelling starts to begin. And not just from like the, the bite area, it your whole body starts to swell. You're then, and this goes on for days. Um, you're then in excruciating pain. And then you're then you implode. Ah! And the only thing that is left of you is hair, uh, some organs, and translucent bones. No, nope, don't like that. So Brendel Hux implodes in a bacta tank. And it's most likely that while he was in this back to tank, he was probably trying to tell people what was happening to him and unable to. Okay. Now, after Brendel Hux is gone, there's only one other person in the First Order that knows Phasma's backstory. Okay. And that person is Frey, her niece. The the the, the small child. Is her niece. Yeah. Potential, well, potential niece. Okay. Like, it seems like the way the Skyer... Wait, Siv had the baby? No. I'm so confused. Sorry. Um, The book kind of describes, like, the, the Skyer clan of the, that Frey would have been niece to every adult uh... in that clan, but, like, they, they are a family. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. My bad. That's on me. That's um, okay. I was like, wait, what? But Frey, the child who Phasma took with her, is the only person... That she believes the only living person left who knows her, who knows her backstory, well, yeah, who's ever she's seen, literally from the planet, who's she's ever from. seen her face, uh, even that. So, Frey ends up in Phasma's training program, okay, and Frey dies in what appears to be a quote-unquote uh, weapons malfunction. What? Yeah, she tampers with Frey's weapon so that it explodes and kills her. Phasma really trusts no one. Absolutely she no really, one. Because you would think someone like that you would want to still have around yeah. and keep with you. But because it, it would be the only person who really maybe understands you. Plus, it could have been like her protege. She could have raised her up to be someone like her because she understands why she is yeah. the way she is. But you're, but you're looking at someone with almost like a, a sociopathic Clearly. mindset. Like oh, she, God. She doesn't have empathy. She doesn't have these attachments to people. She doesn't, she's doing what is best for her. And like she, so at this point, the best move for her is to completely eliminate her past. 
That's no one can know who she is. Wow, that's rare. And her plan would have worked if it weren't for that meddling resistance. <laughs> meddling resistance. Yeah, so and Siv surviving. Yeah, yeah, so by going to Parnassus, the resistance spy going to Parnassus, going to this medical facility, meeting Siv and Siv's child, who have, after all of this has happened, Parnassus has deteriorated even more. There's even more, it's even more radioactive. Yeah. So it's been about 10 years. Siv has never left the facility since then. Oh, she can't man. leave. Her child has known no one other than her mother and these droids yeah. that had taken care of them. So Siv's ready to tell Vi everything, like, right off the bat. Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> so she's oh, like, let yeah, me I'll tell talk. you. Sit down, buckle like, up. Vi's like, I barely even introduced myself, and she was telling her story. <laughs> Love that. Of course she did. She's like, fuck this bitch, here's why. So Vi is telling all of this to Cardinal because she sees the the potential of, like, I can get out of this. If I give him the information that he wants, like, I can get out of it. You know what? I'll just do that. This all leads up to uh, Phasma and Cardinal having a showdown mm-hmm. because Cardinal attempts to go to Hux and say, hey, she killed your dad. She's batshit crazy. She assassinated him. Yeah, She's... but Hux knows she killed his dad. Yeah, but he didn't know that. Oh, yeah. got it, got it. Got and it. Okay. Hux is like, I don't care. Yeah, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, and? And? Spoiler so. alert, yeah. I paid her too. <laughs> so Cardinal realized, like, evidence is only good up until the point where you can, like, show people the evidence and they want to see it. Yeah. So they have a showdown. And Phasma calls out Cardinal for betraying the First Order. She basically says, like, hey, in order to get these, this information, you had to betray the First Order, which that's what you're accusing me of doing. 100%. Like, that's some bullshit. Wow. And... He, he tells her, I, I love this quote from this book. Uh, he tells her, I did what I had to do to get to you. And she responds with, and I did what I had to do to get to me as well. I don't regret it. That's the difference between us. I know what I am and I embrace it. I'm proud of it. I fought for everything I have, every bit of what I am. Wow. She is completely unapologetic for every She's no single remorse. thing she does. And Jeez. I love that this book answers one of my questions that I always kind of had with um, The Force Awakens. And that moment in The Force Awakens when they're on Starkiller Base and they, like, Phasma turns off the shields. Okay. And because it always just seemed a little like, why would she do that? If she's, if she's this First Order soldier, she believes in this so much. Why would she turn off the shield? Phasma believes in Phasma. Phasma believes in Phasma. And this is what, like, so it makes perfect sense as to why she would do this. She will preserve her own life above anything else. Because then immediately after turning off those shields, what does she do? She turns around and blames it on someone else. Oh, they're the ones that turned off the shields. She's a sociopathic narcissist. Yeah. So that's terrifying. This is what I, I, I really think that she was killed off too early. In in the sequel, she trilogy. had to go. She's terrifying. Bye. You got to pay for what you did. You are trash. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Oh no, but that's why I think she was killed off too early because I would have loved to see what happened as soon as somebody stronger than the First Order came around and uh, how quickly she would have turned on the First Order because all she's ever done. Well, you can argue go- that someone stronger than the First Order did come around. Our resistance and our rebellion, the ones who were ultimately her demise. True. True. But I would have loved to see that kind of like how, but I would have loved to see her turn on the First Order because it's not outside of her character to do so. Got it. Yeah. And I, I do love that the the book like uh, 
points out, like, Cardinal has this moment in the book where he's, like, Phasma goes to remove her helmet, and he's never seen her face. He's worked with her for, like, ten fucking years. Never seen her face. And he's always wondered, he, he, he muses about how he's always wondered of whether or not she's, like, scarred under her face, or yeah. she could be incredibly beautiful, all of these things. Takes off her helmet, and obviously it's Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. So they describe her as Gwendolyn Christie, who's stunning. Yeah. And he realizes that just this abs- absolute beauty in front of him, who is just a monster. Yeah, she's and strikingly fierce. Yeah, I, I do love that this book doesn't give this tragic backstory to her. That's why I really just wanted to focus just on Phasma up until mm-hmm. the seat, like, from from this this origin storybook area is that they don't make her out to be the sympathetic character. No. Nothing about her is sympathetic and but you can very clearly understand her decision making and everything she does. Yeah, even with her villain origin story, even with like so I'm going to compare real quick yeah. um cuz the most recent villain origin story that we've gotten that we were like there's no way, no way you can sympathize with this villain, right? Cruella. Yeah. When they came out with that movie. I don't watch it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I well, I'm to. not going to spoil it. Yeah. But basically, when they came out with this movie, everyone asked that question. Everyone's like, there's she, no way. You can't have a villain origin she story. She makes coats she out of puppies. She kills puppies. And yet, they somehow kind of do it. But at the same time, no. It's definitely yeah. a mental illness thing. Yeah. Um, She's psycho. Yeah. Um, So it's the same kind of thing with Phasma. But also... They did not even attempt to yeah. try to make her understandable. Because even with Phasma, even with her origin story, and even with, let's say, as what she was put through as a kid, it's still like, I cannot think of another word other than absolutely barbaric. Like, yeah. it's not okay what they did, but it's also not okay hey, that what you... Your response to what they your did. Your response to what they did, and that you continued it, and... Because it's just if you, if you look at the other people who are around Phasma that grew up in the same environment, they don't have the same reactions no, to things that don't. she does. Like, Siv does not have these same reactions. Siv makes hard choices and makes the choice to leave everyone and potentially condemn all of them. But she does it out of a place of of fear and and wanting to save her child. You are... N- Oh yeah. Yeah, and like so she does it out of that. She she wants to go back when a comrade has fallen. Yeah. Like she she has that empathy and she can't rationalize what Phasma is doing. That no one around her, her brother can't seem to understand why she does the things that she does. And so it it's not necessarily just that she is a product of her environment. No, she's a straight up mental illness. She's yeah. narcissistic and a sociopath. She is devoid of all yeah, emotional there, there's attachment. There's no empathy in this Zero woman. Zero empathy. Is is that as soon as you no longer serve her purposes, she's done with you. And she doesn't really have that remorse of of of, of that a normal person would feel that that grief of losing. Yeah. She doesn't have that. Oof. Yeah. So I I love Woo! I think the 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 best thing they did with telling this story is tell it telling it through secondhand accounts instead of us getting it straight from Phasma. Yeah. That's that's a really clever way to do it. Yeah. And it, it, it and it keeps the character still very much I think it's a very like 
Yeah. Great way to tell a villain's story. Yeah, it makes her even more of a villain. It makes her even I scarier. I am not going to lie. Like, I automatically assumed mm-hmm. I was going to feel some sort of way toward her. That's what I like thought when I started the book. And empathy toward her and everything. This is straight up Cruella. This is a mental illness. You are a psychopath. Yeah, this makes me like her more as a villain. And yes. find her. I it makes find her, her stronger as a villain. Yeah, I think this makes her a super compelling character. But this has solidified my thought in the fact that she was killed off a little too early. Because mm. I think that she, that I, I still think that there's more of a story that could have told with her. Also, I think bringing Palpatine back in Rise of Skywalker was lazy. Which um, you said that um, that you haven't really dove into the comics. So they might have done that. They might have. No, the comics deal with her time within the First Order, to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. It's the, uh, Interesting. To the best of my knowledge, she 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 died dies she does she's not gonna pull them all and come back <laughs> she's not gonna pull them all she's not gonna pull them all um, or Palpatine this is yeah it is so wild to me though like yeah it really does solidify her even more as like a true true villain yeah and I think it's one of she the is tr- pure evil yeah I I think other than because. I mean, even at at this point with all of the stuff we have, I think Maul is definitely more of a sympathetic villain now. Oh yeah, I she's along the lines of Palpatine villain. Yeah, I think, I think Armitage Hux has a little bit of almost like a sympathetic villain aspect to yeah. him now. I don't really see another villain that really just fits that. It's a straight up villain. Even Tarkin. Yeah. Has you sympathize or you empathize with him because you, you... of his closeted gay aspect yeah. and how he was probably maybe hated for who he was or whatever. Like you kind of you can you can sympathize with him for that or empathize whatever word you want to use, whatever, wherever you define mm-hmm. yourself within the gay community. So it makes him a little bit more understanding. Mm-hmm. Phasma not is just straight. Like I said, it, yeah. it's. I, I almost look at it along the lines of, like, Tarkin, along the lines of not necessarily from, like, a closeted gay aspect or anything like that, but more on, like, a political ideology. That's true. That's you. I, 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 I see him more, like, Tarkin more along the lines of where I view a lot of Republicans as straight-up villains at this point in time. But I know from their perspective they are doing what they so believe is right. And so I kind of I kind of feel that way about Tarkin. Yeah. But I don't think Phasma's not in it for any like of this political reason. Because Tarkin, Tarkin's trying to, yeah. in his mind, make the galaxy a better place. Exactly. He's trying to improve for people around him. Phasma is only she trying is. to improve for herself. She's just doing it for her. Yes. She's so she doesn't selfish. she doesn't have these ideologies that no. go along with a lot of that. I she has just this straight up survival. Instinct yeah. that is going to override everything else around her. Yeah, which is just fascinating as fuck to me. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. I did not expect that at all. From Neither did I. <laughs> from this week's episode of me learning about her, I did yeah. not expect that at all. That's yeah. I expected to throw it a lot more like you know stupid like stormtrooper specs and shit. And I'm like, yeah, no, nope, we're gonna talk about some survivalist bullshit. And like, this person's crazy. This person is straight up mentally ill. Yeah. There's something missing. Yeah. Wow. Come wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Well that's, that's why Phasma, I didn't guys. Even, that's why I didn't even bother doing anything other than this no, book. No, <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh my goodness. Well, I wonder I I would love to hear from our listeners, like yeah. how many of you knew that, suspected that, how what you guys think about it, yeah. especially from what we get from the movies. 
Um, yeah, to me, it really, the next time I watch these movies, she's going to be even more terrifying to me. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. She's going to scare the living shit oh, out of me. One of, the, one of the big, like, things with Cardinal and Phasma is that um, they disagree on training techniques. And, like, Cardinal uses um, simulations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how you would expect to train children. Yeah. Phasma thinks that makes them kind of soft. And so she's the one that wants to put them into combat with live fire and stuff like that. And that's why he's so one of the reasons he's so concerned and wants to seek out this information about her is because he he thinks that she's turning them into these mindless killers, which she She is. is. She 100% is because she's one. Yeah. So she's turning all of these. But she's one because it's an actual like mental illness that there's something missing for her when it comes to like empathy and emotional attachment. Could you imagine like going 10 years with no one oh ever God. seeing your face wearing a helmet for 10 years and nobody knows what you look like underneath it. And that's the way you want it. Like I would not have a TikTok following. <laughs> oh my God. My Instagram would be so boring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's making them into, She's, which is, Oh, which is a really great discussion, which we won't get into now, but it's mm-hmm. a really great discussion on nature versus nurture, especially when it comes to mental illness. Clearly she's born with this because yeah. other people who had the exact same background on her planet don't feel this way. Even her brother isn't like this. Yeah. Um, but she is. So and for her, she was born with this mental illness, but she is training these kids. Yeah. To and be all like the, and all these other, and all these others, like the other people from the Skyer clan that the, the ones that go with her, they're all great warriors. Yeah. Like, they are strong, and they are survive Like, they are survivors for living on this planet. But even they don't have this ruthlessness they're that she does. They're sociopaths. Yeah. That, wow, yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm wondering, wow. All right. Yep, Phasma, guys. <laughs> Woo! She's a lot scarier than you thought. <laughs> a lot scarier than we thought. But Good this is Lord. why I don't think she's a wasted character. No. This I goes back to me going back to my hot take. This is why she's not a wasted character. This is a character that the the movies open the door for you. And when you explore the rest of the world, you you learn more about this character. Yeah. Like Interesting. I think, I think Snoke's a bit more of a wasted character than Phasma would be. Yeah. But also I don't need any more information about Snoke than I get from the movies. Right. And, yeah, because I really don't like, I really don't need any more of that information. Um yeah, this is yeah. wild. Anyway, so that's that's her. Yeah. Woo! I even because Maggie had already started sending me um artists to use for this mm-hmm. week's Instagram post for our episode. Yeah. And I had in mind exactly which one I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also always felt watching the movies that a part of her femininity and her being a woman mm-hmm. added to her badassery, if you will. Like to me, it was almost like a superpower. She used yeah. it as a superpower, in yeah. my opinion. Um, is that she's this fierce, strong woman. Mm-hmm. But after hearing this episode, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to use that picture anymore. <laughs> you probably know which one I'm talking about. I think about. so. Um, I want to find one that's like definitely like scary. She's terrifying. Yeah. Like she's terrifying. <laughs> Woo! Anyway. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Happy October. Happy October. <laughs> welcome to welcome to spooky month. Here you go. Ooh, we dove right just, in. Let's just do spooky shit let's this month. Spook- I'm 
Yay! Little... Halloween month. I'm Ugh. finally getting into like spooky month thing. That's I get true. excited about fall shit. Like I'm getting excited about fall shit. I'm proud of you. Let's talk about terrifying stuff oh, now. Oh god. You don't have to talk about terrifying stuff and do fall shit. Halloween Town is a charming, amazing movie. As well as Hocus Pocus, you know, because let's get I'm rid of children. I'm pretty sure that there's a Star Wars book where stormtroopers like get like this like flesh eating virus and they kind of turn into like zombies. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, however, we can do. I've only ever seen the cover of that. We book. can do an episode on Anakin and your favorite trait of Anakin that kind of lines up with Hocus Pocus. He wants to get rid of children. He wants to kill children. Him and the Sanderson sisters, that, they have a lot in common. That <laughs> kind of makes me sound like a sociopath. No, I told you, we have a dark sense of humor with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We had to joke around about it. It's how we got over that trauma of George Lucas being like, here's Anakin's origin story. He killed a bunch of babies. Master Skywalker. Yo. So, Just you know, it's not it. our fault. We had to we had to fucking get through it yeah. somehow. We had to make it into a joke. We are traumatized. That's what we can do. We can talk about our trauma. Of Anakin. Yay, that'll be fun. Next week, we're going to talk about trauma, guys. It's going to be great. Um, welcome to October. We are in it. Well, there we go. Yep, that's all about. That's all I got. Well, there we go. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, yep. Tune in next week. We have no idea what we're talking about. It's going to be It's going to be spooky. It's going to be something spooky, Ooh. for sure. It's October. I was doing spooky fingers. You were? Yes. Fun fact. Yes. Um, talk well, about everybody, sp- have a fantastic weekend. Yes. Enjoy. Your first weekend of October. I hope you're having lovely fall weather. We were in New York, and then today it's a high of 79. So, you know, it is what it is. It's cool if you don't leave your apartment. True. So it's very comfortable to sit in a sweatshirt if you just don't leave your house. Just don't do that, and you'll yeah. be fine. So I'm, well, I'm doing great. We're doing fantastic. Um, yeah. You guys have a lovely week, and we will see you next week. Yeah, go get, your, go get vaccinated if you haven't. Go get your flu shot. It's around that time. This is true. Um, Continue wearing your mask. Yeah, just do all the shit you're supposed to do and don't be dicks. Yay. Yay. Be kind. Be nice. Don't be phasma. (laughs) Good Lord. Don't be a phasma. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.